tonight we're going to talk about the results of imitation. Like we said the last time we looked at this, we talked a little bit about the whole game that we used to play, or you, you and your um, little brother or sister may play with you where they want to imitate everything you do. How many of y'all have a brother or sister like that? Everything you do, they want to imitate you, they want to say what you say, they want to do what you say, do what you do, and then continues on, right? In that case, that can get annoying, right? But the reality is, is this, is that as an older brother or sister, they are doing that because they are looking up to you. They want to probably become something like you. And that is what the Word of God says that as we consider tonight in 1 Thessalonians, but let's just set the stage here because we need to understand what is happening in the church of Thessalonica. It is, and this is what's happening. Basically, Paul and Timothy have gone out and preached the gospel. This was a culture that had never heard about Christ. People have come and responded to know Christ as the Lord and personal Savior. But the reality is that all they knew was the world, how to live in the world, how to become the world, how to you know, do the things of the world. So they needed someone to look up to. They needed someone to imitate, to be an example. And as we know, Paul was an example. And Paul, as we looked at last week in 1 Corinthians 11:1, 1, it said this. Paul says, imitate me as I imitate Christ. Paul understood that, you know what? I am going to put myself in a line for you to imitate. And understand that, you know what? I'm willing to put for you to look at me. The reality of this is this for a lot of us. Are our lives worthy of imitating? Would we want, some, want another version of us? Some people already said no. The reality is, is that we should want to make disciples people who are like us because we are following Christ. And that's why we got to make it very clear that when we say we want people to follow us, we want people to follow us as we follow Christ. Not to follow us as we join gangs. Not to follow us as we go and steal. Not to follow us as in cheating on tests. No, we want them to follow us as we follow Christ. And that's what Paul is saying here. First Thessalonians 1, 6 to 8 says, And you became imitators of us and of the Lord, for you received the word in much affliction with the joy of the Holy Spirit. Let me stop there for a second, because we need to understand that why Paul can say, follow me, and I've been through afflictions. Let's think of Paul's life for a second. Who went through more affliction than Paul, besides Job? Paul, right? Paul went through a lot of affliction. Let's think of some things that would happen to him. Shipwreck, right? Remember he was in shipwreck? Running from the Romans, okay. What are some other things Paul went through? Huh? Snake bite, all right. Stone. The list goes on. So if it's anyone who could say, I've been through affliction, I've been through suffering, Paul is it. But Paul also followed Christ no matter what. As we know that Paul was the greatest missionary ever. And we think of the Paul missionary journey. And we consider, when we think of what Paul went through, he had a lot of reason to say, why am I going to continue to do this? But he continued to do it because he understood the cost of following Christ. He understood that it wasn't just, you know what, I'm going to stop doing this thing and then that thing and just follow Christ. No, no, he understood it was a lifestyle change. Everything had to change. With the joy of the Holy Spirit. Verse 7. So that you became an example to all the believers in Macedonia. 
You see, we need to understand that what he's saying. Look, you are going to be an example. You know in school when you don't understand something, right? The teacher gives you what? An example. This is what I want you to do, all right? We have passed the stage in life where everyone in this room should know one plus one equals two, right? But as you get in this stage of life now, you start to learn some other things like what? Algebra. Things that you hate in math or things that you hate in science or whatever. And you need a teacher to show you an example of what they want you to do. Well, that's what Paul and Timothy are saying. Look, follow me. Show, I'm showing you by an example. I'm not just telling you what to do. You know, I'll give an example for something that happened in my life when, you know, at another church I was at. One night, we had youth group, and our toilet at the church at that point had clogged up. Someone went in the bathroom and clogged the toilet right up with toilet paper and some other stuff we don't need to talk about, right? All right? So they clogged the toilet up. One of my student leaders at the time came to me and said, um, Nicholas, the toilet is clogged up. So in my mind, I was thinking, well, why don't you unclog it? But you know what I said to myself, and not to give me a pat on my back or that I'm a good person or whatever, but I said, you know what, if I just sent him to do the dirty work, if I said, you know what, go unclog that toilet, do what you can do, and I don't feel like going around that, you know, I, that's just nasty, it stinks in there and everything else, the list goes on. Would I have been showing him by example of how we are to serve Christ? No. I'm supposed to show him what I expect for you to do as a leader. And Jesus says, before one must lead, he must first of all serve. So before any of us can be a leader in here, we must serve. Be a person that's ready to do whatever job it is. How many of you ever watch dirty jobs on TV? Anyone watch dirty jobs? All right, dirty jobs, right? Dirty jobs is basically a show that basically, basically dirty jobs is a show that the title basically tells you they are dirty jobs. Jobs that the average person would not want to do because they're just nasty to do. But that is what we need to understand as we become Christians. We are all a part of a dirty job. We are part of a job to have people say, you know what, let's look into your life. Help us to see Christ in it. And that's what Paul is saying. In verse 8, For not only has the word of the Lord sounded forth from you in Macedonia and Achaia, but your faith in God has gone forth everywhere so that we need not to say anything. Let me ask a question. If I had to call one individual up here, and I'm not going to do that, and I had to say, you know what? I don't know this individual besides I see him at church. Can you please describe this person to me, what they do in school, how they are in school by their actions? Would you be ready for someone to describe you in this room and say, boy, no, no, I ain't into that because, boy, I had a whole different person in school than I am when I come to church. You know? All right? But the Bible, and, and, and as we see here, our actions speak loud in our words at times. It's just like some of you guys who think you, you, can, you, think you can play basketball. All right? <laughs> all right? Listen. You, listen. All right? You talk a good game. If, if, if I had a hair, would you say, boy, I would think you the next... 
I didn't even want to call. I don't know what I were to call you, the next someone, right? You, that's what you would think. I would think you're the greatest, you're the next best player to ever come. The next buddy heel for the Bahamas, right? All right? I'll just, I'll just throw it out there as the Bahamian, right? You're the next great Bahamian NBA player. But when I see you get on the court, you can't shoot, you can't dribble, you can't even catch the basketball when I throw it at you. I call no one game in there. The point, listen. All right, listen. The point I'm trying to make is this, is that we can talk a good game, but if you can't do it, what's the point of talking it? It's just like the Christian life. The Christian life basically is we can talk and we can come here and we can raise our hands to God. We can sing praises to his name. We can do all these things. But guess what? If our actions don't say that as we go out these four walls and we're in our schools, we've just given God lip service. And God wants more than just lip service. He wants us to live a life that's worthy of imitating. That's what he wants. He wants us to say, you know what? I want you to imitate me. There's a quote that has been said over many years, but in some sense, it, it isn't really the quote that was said. But St. Francis said this, Preach Jesus, and if necessary, use words. This was the quote, Preach Jesus, and if necessary, use words. In other words, through my life, I am preaching Jesus. I'm either, as a Christian, because I say I'm a Christian, I'm either saying, you know what, world, or the person next to me, I'm either bringing someone else to Christ, or guess what I'm doing? Pushing them away. Because you know what, if I say I'm a Christian, and you see me on a basketball court cussing and carrying on, and, and punching you and kicking you and doing everything else, but like a hockey anyway, but besides all that, if I'm doing all that on the court, let me ask the question, are you going to listen to what I have to say to you tonight? No, right? So for a lot of us in this room, as we consider ourselves, and we call ourselves Christians, the question becomes, do I preach Jesus with my life? Do people see Christ in my life? Because that's the reality with a Christian. A Christian is a person that represents Christ. You see, the reality is that none of us in this room are going to go out there and we're going to see Jesus or God out there in, in a vision. But people will see Christ in us because the Holy Spirit dwells in us as Christians. But He only dwells in us who call ourselves, who have accepted Christ into our lives. So tonight there's two challenges for two individuals in this room. A challenge for one individual is this. If you don't know Christ as your Lord and personal Savior, you need to make that decision to come to know Christ as your Lord and personal Savior. You need to say, you know what, God? I'm tired of wasting my life. I'm tired of trying to please these friends. I'm tired of, tired of pleasing this world, and I want to please you. I want to give you my life. Use it to bring honor and glory to you. The second individual in this room I want to talk to is this. I want to talk to an individual in this room who know Christ as the Lord and personal Savior. And I want you to ask yourself, am I living for Christ? Can people see Christ in my life? If no one knew me, if you didn't know I was a pastor 
Would they know that as they see me out on the road? Would they see me on, as I go about my life? And I can be honest with you because I'm, I'm a, they would not see Christ in everything I do. But I try my best to live for Christ. Because if I'm on the road and someone cuts me off as I'm driving, I'm going to be upset. And I have a choice to make in that sense. I have a choice either to just let it go. I don't know. I, don't, I wouldn't say curse them. Or I could just take my horn and be like, ah. And I'll tell you this. Seven chances out of ten, I will toot my horn. Because I get frustrated. I'm being transparent. I'm being real. But I would hope that the majority of my life and the things that I do, people will see Christ in me. But you know the reality of that is, is that we need to understand that none of us are perfect. You see, I may let you down. Drew may let you down. Demi may let you down. Tamsin may let you down. Thais may let you down. Christina may let you down. We may all let you down as you lead us at the point. But you know what? Nathan as well, right? But you know what? <laughs> Nathan, you're perfect. That's why, I, that's why I didn't call you here. You know? We may let you down. But you know what? At the end of the day, we want what's best for you. At the end of the day, you know what is, is big for a person? Is if I have done something to offend you, I can come to you and say, you know what, Emilio? I'm sorry for what I did to you. Can you please forgive me? She gave me a thumbs up. All right? That's being real. Because we're not perfect. Second Thessalonians 1, 3, and 4 says this. We ought to always give thanks to God for you, brothers, as is right because of your faith is growing, abundantly the love of every one of you for one another is increasing. Verse 4. Therefore, we ourselves boast about you in the churches of God for your steadfastness and faith in all your persecutions and in the affliction that you are enduring. You see, the reality is that we should be able to tell others about other people that we have looked up to in Christ. People who may be at your churches, people who may be in your schools, whatever it may be. But in reality is that all of this is pointing someone to Christ. So, I want to ask you, do you know Christ as your Lord and personal Savior? Do you truly have a relationship with Christ? Do you know for sure if something was to happen to you tonight, do you know for sure that you would spend eternity with Christ? Or would you spend eternity in hell because you would be separated from Christ forever because you don't have a relationship with him? I want to just, you know, pause for a second, and I just want us to bow our heads, close our eyes, and pray. And if that's you tonight, you say, you know what? I don't know Christ as my Lord and personal Savior. I would like to know Christ as my Lord and personal Savior. I want every eye bow, every eye closed, and every head bow. And you know what? I really would like to know more about our relationship with Jesus Christ. I would like for you to raise your hand, all right? No one looking around, all right? This ain't no joking matter. This ain't no, you know, this is something that I thought of beforehand, but I'm just thinking in a group that decides that, you know what, there's got to be 
Some people who don't know Christ or need to know more about our relationship with Christ. Is there anyone? And I'm a brother, I don't prolong these things. All right, I see a hand right there. I see two hands, all right? And what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask those two guys, and I'm going to ask Drew, if you would just, um, if y'all two guys would follow Drew with me, Drew right there in the red shirt, red sweatshirt, and go in the back and just talk with him. All right, Drew, you need the keys to get in the room. All right. I, I hit getting right here. All right. But for everyone else who's here, right? You may say, you know what, in this room, I may have a relationship with Jesus Christ. I know Christ, my Lord and personal Savior, but you know the reality is I've messed up. You know, and we've all messed up. And I need help with certain things in my life. Would you raise your hand? That you say, you know what, I need accountability on some things. All right. If you all too would, um, Thaddeus, if you could let take out these... We have other guys, any other guys? Like I said, this ain't no embarrassing moment, all right? This is a time that we, we, we're, what we're here to try to do, we want to try to keep you accountable and help you out. So if y'all want to just go with Thaddeus, any, any girls? Any girls want to, like I say, ain't, ain't no shame in saying you struggle with things, all right? Are there any girls? No girls? Everyone, all the girls got it together. You all good? All right, so everyone's good. For the rest of us who are left here, I want you to think about this. I want us to all ask ourselves this question. Does, is my life worthy of imitating? Would I want people to imitate me? Because that's our application for tonight. Would people see Christ in me? Or would they see a phony, a fake? Because that's what this is all about. Imitating Christ. Imitate me as I imitate Christ. Father, I thank you for tonight. I thank you for your love. I thank you for your grace and mercy. Father, I pray that you continue to be honored in all that we do. And Father, I pray that you would just help us to, again, just to examine our lives, our hearts, Father, see where we need to change. See, Father, what we need to do to become more like you. And Father, I pray that you would just continue to be honored in everything that I do, that you do. And I just pray in Jesus' name. Amen.